0: Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, February 2nd. It is 529 a.m. Central Time. Grain markets mixed to higher this morning. Brian Split is joining us today. Uh, Guys, let's start off with this importing story we're importing soybeans into the united states
1: we sure are american buyers are taking advantage of cheap brazilian soybeans american chicken producer purdue farms has purchased three cargoes of brazilian oil seed If delivered, the shipments will be the first Brazilian soybean imports during this time of year since 2019. American buyers typically rely on domestic purchases in the winter months as inventories are high after harvest. The shipments signal that Brazil's crop is much is better than expected. Compared to Chicago futures, Brazilian soybeans are selling at a discount of more than $1 per bushel.
0: Okay, I have two things here. First off, we do import soybeans every year. It happens every year. It's going to be a little more substantial this year than it typically would be. And then this chart from Bloomberg, I think this is at the crux of the problem for the soybean market. This is this is our big problem: is that Brazilian beans on the export market are a dollar and a half per bushel cheaper than what we can offer out of the U.S. So the uh, the imports that's not necessarily surprising or shocking, but but this chart and this uh, statistic, Brian, is uh, this is our problem. I think.
2: It really is. Uh, you just have such a steep discount right now. And uh, we do typically import soybeans uh, into the East Coast. Uh, this is a lot earlier than we, we typically would. Usually it would start hitting maybe in the April-May time frame, mm-hmm. but we already have a, a, a large estimate from the USDA, USDA of imports at 30 million bushels. If you go back several years, uh, somewhere between 15 to 20, maybe 25 on the upper end, uh, so the thirty million bushel uh, import number is a is a large number that we haven't seen for quite some time, and you know you go back, it would be the largest since uh, shortly after the drought of twenty twelve.
0: Yeah, so of course, following the drought, we imported some beans for a couple of years in in more substantial quantities. So this is not the the fact that we're importing beans is not shocking. The the thing that is not shocking, we know this for a while, is that U.S. beans are just overpriced by a substantial margin, and it's very much problematic. And I think this is why the bean markets had a tough time hanging on to any sort of rally
1: yesterday Corteva stock surged 27% its biggest one-day jump on record before giving back a portion of those gains shares ended the day with an 8.6% increase to close at 5406 the increase was attributed to the company's expectation that continued demand from farmers will increase profitability over the next two years according to Corteva increased demand for crops and biofuels will boost profits growth in the crop in the crop protection sector will also lead to higher profits. Corteva's stock fell almost 20% last year due to delayed farmer purchases and competition for generic pesticides in Brazil. Corteva became a publicly traded company in 2019. Pioneer Seed is a major part of the business.
0: I can um, predict some of the comments. These damn seed companies are making a lot of money and we're not. And, you know, this sucks. Uh, Look at this chart, though. I threw this together. Um, The the Corteva stock is very highly correlated to corn, the way that it looks. I mean, yeah, they had a big one-day bump on this report. uh, But generally speaking, it kind of moves around with the price of corn, I guess.
2: Yeah, a lot of these uh, agricultural uh, niche companies do. Um, You know, the stock performs well when the price of the futures are high and vice versa. Uh, I do think that in general, a lot of the uh, agricultural-based companies will do very well. Uh, Ones that handle grain will do very well. Uh, with the amount of carry that's in the market, uh, if you're handling grain and utilizing that carry, uh, you're going to uh, be able to, to make very good profits by being short and continuing to roll uh, into a carry market. But uh, yeah, I, it, it's one of those things where you're going to have any time the market is down and it feels icky like this, um, and then here other parts of the industry uh, expected to make money. Uh, it just kind of rubs
0: you the wrong way. But uh, as you can see, it, it, the, the correlation is pretty high. Corteva is a big boy company. They're run by smart people. These big companies, they're they're big for a reason. They're very good at business. They're good at making money. They're good at managing margins. And that is apparently what they've done as unpopular as maybe this might be. And there's probably a lot of farmers watching who are like pioneer dealers and that sort of thing. I mean, there's a, a lot of people who are involved in this, but um, yeah, they're making money and corn prices suck. Um, I guess that's the deal.
1: Estimates for Brazil's soybean crop continue to decline. According to StoneX, this season's Brazilian soybean crop will reach 150.4 million tons. The estimate is 1.6% lower than the firm's January projection and 4.8% lower than last year's record crop. Poor growing conditions were cited as the reason for the cut. StoneX also reduced the Brazilian soybean export forecast to 93 million tons, down from $95 tons the firm is estimating total corn production this season at 124.5 million tons unchanged from last month
0: so they're pretty much with the with the bean number they're kind of where everybody else is at i guess right yeah right around 150
2: um you know and that's part of we're going to get another usda report in february and And they'll come uh, down again they'll they'll come down but probably not to where uh, a lot of the privates are we saw that with the argentine Uh, soybean production last year where the privates just did come down uh, much faster than USDA and CONAB. And eventually the government uh, agencies caught up. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised when all is said and done if that number uh, settles below 150. Uh, I think the crop conditions that we had and the growing conditions for the first several months of the growing season were such that a lot of that crop is going to have a very hard time coming back. Uh, We'll see, you know, as we progress further through the uh, through the the soybean harvest here. But uh, being sub 150, I don't think would be a surprise to me, but I just don't think the USDA and CONAB are going to come down as fast as everybody else would like to see them.
0: So the early yield reports out of Brazil have not been that great, but those should probably be the worst, right? Yeah. Yeah, early planted
2: stuff. uh, I mean, that was sitting in hot and dry conditions for Mm -hmm. months. Uh, So those early planted beans are going to be the worst of it. And then uh, the replants and and then uh, the later planted crop definitely dealt with uh, much better conditions as we did see some rain come in uh, as we turned uh, the calendar from 23 to 24.
0: Running through some South American weather here. Brazil is is going to be fairly wet for another five days to 10 days, um, especially in some of those northern and central areas. Southern Brazil, a little dry, but I don't think the trade is concerned about Brazilian weather right now. The concern had been Argentina, and Argentina is still going to be hot and dry for uh, five, six days, the way that it looks. But then the extended stuff, like the back half of this 10-day forecast, looks fairly convincing in that rains return and you're going to need more beyond that but it looks a little bit better i think this rain in the forecast for argentina in that five to ten day period may also have something to do with the weakness in the soybean market that we saw uh, yesterday
1: U.S. soybean export sales declined significantly last week. Net soybean sales of 6 million bushels fell below pre-report estimates and also set a marketing year low. The print was down 71% from the previous week and down 64% from the prior four-week average. China was the largest soybean buyer for the week. Net corn sales of 48 million bushels were up, 20, up 26% from the previous week and up 58% from the prior four-week average. Japan was the largest buyer for the week. Net wheat sales were reported at 12 million bushels, down 29% from the previous week and down nine percent from the prior four-week average. The Philippines were the largest wheat buyer for the week.
0: I'll venture to say the soybean number was like shockingly bad, but it goes back to our first story. We're just we're overpriced.
2: Yeah, and you know, that number uh, is terribly low. Uh, we, we had Mexico buy more than that in just a one day purchase yesterday. Uh, so that that soybean export number is uh, abysmal. Um, corn that's a good number you you know you get over a million tons in a week and and i like that japan was the largest buyer Uh, japan was absent for a very long time and we saw really mexico being the main buyer so i like the fact that we're seeing um, the asian market open up for us corn Um, and one of the things that isn't on here but as bad as the soybean sales were the soy meal sales were about that good. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we had, uh, I think the second best uh, uh, weekly exports for soy meal in in over a year. And so um, hopefully, you know, we can get some demand for the product if we're not getting demand for the soybeans themselves.
0: A lot of people do uh, what we'd call like pace analysis when it comes to export sales versus, you know, what USDA projects. And it's actually really difficult to do because Brazil has become a just over the course of the last like even five years, they've become such a, a larger player in the export market. Um, as it relates to corn, you know, China just started buying Brazilian corn like last year. So um, a lot of people made the argument that maybe the export window for the United States as it relates to corn, maybe more so than beans is, is going to be shorter than maybe it, it would have been like five or 10 years ago. So it's, it's kind of tricky to say like USDA has got to go one way or the other with these numbers. Um, I think the soybean number that USDA has out given this week and in the last few weeks is maybe a little bit too high. So I don't know. I don't have anything really great to say about exports.
1: So as Brian just stated, we did have a flash sale of soybeans yesterday. U S exporters sold 206,834 metric tons of soybeans to Mexico for delivery during the current marketing year. This is the second USDA flash sale of soybeans since the beginning of the year, totaling 503,834 metric tons.
0: So this stuff all moves via rail, I imagine. There's no Panama Canal involved, none of that. So it probably makes sense for Mexico.
2: Yeah, and it's just, uh, you think back over the last, what, five, six, seven months, how integral Mexico has been for our domestic export program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that that uh, Mexico has shown up for corn and soybeans over and over and over. Happy to have them.
1: USDA released weekly drought monitor data yesterday. Temperatures across the Corn Belt, uh, the majority of the Corn Belt were warmer than normal last week. A large portion of the area received above normal precipitation. Drought conditions improved throughout the vast portion, uh, throughout the vast majority of Indiana, Missouri, and Kentucky. Improvements were also noted in central Iowa, southern Illinois, and northwest Ohio. The high plains also saw above normal temperatures this past week. Drought conditions across the area were mostly unchanged. When we look at the percentage of uh, U.S. areas experiencing drought, corn country 28%, soybeans 29%, winter wheat 17%, spring wheat 28%, and cattle country 18%.
0: Brian, are you still hearing a lot of concern from farmers regarding drought? uh you know
2: really only in iowa and it's evident by that map yeah uh, why um and it'll be really interesting to see as we go over the next two three months how uh iowa evolves as we go into the growing season but uh that seems to be the the main area of concern as far as drought goes
0: as far as the markets are concerned if they were to care about one thing right now it would be winter wheat and we've seen a big improvement here at the end of december 30 uh, percent of U.S. winter wheat areas were experiencing drought and then numbers down to 17. So you've seen a lot of drought relief in places like Western Kansas, Oklahoma, uh, parts of Nebraska, places like that. So it has the needle has moved in the right direction in uh, some of these areas, certainly the way that it looks. What did cattle do yesterday?
1: Uh, they headed for the moon. Feeders have climbed to their highest level in more than three months. They gained between 312 all the way up to 472. Live cattle were up a buck 60 to 247. Box beef basically treaded water yesterday. Choice ended the day at 294.94, that was up 40 cents. And select ended the day at 283.25, that was down 92 cents.
0: So they like that report. Brian, what does this chart look like to you?
2: Yeah, I mean, they uh, revised the cattle herd lower, uh, over 400,000 head. The market really took that to heart, and uh, the chart looks really good. The uh, live cattle does not look as good as the feeder cattle. Feeder cattle really punched into new highs. Some of the deferred live cattle contracts did, uh, but the, the bulls are in control currently. We're hitting retracement levels, but we do still have some gaps above the market that are going to be very valid targets, and uh, hopefully we can see this market continue to push.
0: Outside markets on Friday, guys, uh, US dollars about flat. The stock market acted really well yesterday. We had some strong earnings from Amazon and Facebook and I think a couple others. Uh, Bonds a little bit lower this morning. Crude oil is up 43 cents in the March WTI at 74.25. Have a great weekend, guys. We will talk to you on Monday.